Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul promoting pathological positivity today here at Live on Purpose Radio. And I have a great guest with me today. As an award-winning television broadcaster and personality, he has done everything from the weather to cooking on the air. This is Darren Adams. Say hello, Darren. Hello, Darren. Oh, no, I'm Very sorry. Nice. You meant, yeah, okay. Well, sorry. you were reading your cue card. I was. Right? You know. Just how it rolls around here. Yeah. <laughs> Which would you rather be between weather and cooking? Which would you find more interesting and exciting? I was just thinking about that. Because they're both fun. They're both enjoyable. Oh, yeah. They both throw surprises at you all yeah. the time. You get, you get blamed for more things doing the weather, though. Yeah. And cooking can make bigger messes. But they both, they both people can True. blame you and hate you for both of them. People can like you for both of them, too. <laughs> So you've made a career out of being on TV. Yeah, what does that say about me? That's no, a yeah, weird. It was, it's yeah, it's great. It's fun. TV is a great is a great uh, career. You've had some fun with it. <laughs> I have, and uh, you bring an energy to it that uh, that makes sense to me. Uh, I've been on TV several times. The pace, the energy, it's completely different from radio. Yeah. And you've noticed that being in broadcasting. Um, but it's a medium that you've found to have some fun with. I invited you on the show for a couple of reasons, Darren. You and I have been... My charming, a, good looks, and wonderful personality? Those were... Those were down the down list a little? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's on there. Um, your book is one of them. Oh, I've good. got it right here in my hand. It's called Lights, Camera, Passion by Darren Adams, the man, the myth, the legend. Lights, Camera, Passion, you wrote this book because you're passionate about helping people to find their passion. Isn't that weird? I know that's so strange. Because I like talk about passion, then people say, well, what's your passion? And then I feel like saying, well, my passion really is passion. It's passion. Yeah, it might seem so strange. Really that... passionate about passion. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it seems so odd. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. It, it actually it actually happened. Yeah. I was at I was at a meeting um, a few years back, and someone said, "What's what's your message? What what would your message be to the world?" I had no idea what my message would be to the world. What's and your so, message? Yeah, and so I thought, well, "What would my message be?" And so I, I sort of thought, let me compile stories that stick out in my mind. What are some stories that resonate with me? And mm-hmm. I, and I said, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I thought, let me just compile a bunch. And as I compiled them, then I thought, which ones of these stories jump out at me? Which ones resonate with me the most? Which ones do I like to tell the most? And then what's the common theme with those? What's the right. underlying message that I like to give? And I discovered through doing that, that, that I'm a passionate person and I believe there is great power in passion. And that I believe that other people can be happier, be more successful, be more powerful, be all those things if they can engage their passions. And as they tune into that, something changes. Yes! Physically and mentally and all those things, it happens. Yeah. One of the things that you did as you were playing around on the air all of those years is interview people. And that's where some of your stories come from. I noticed that as I was reading through your book. Stories about people who discover 
or engage in their passion at some level, and that tends to light people up. It tends to flip on some switches where people start to realize principles. They start to connect with how they can move forward with their life. What have you noticed about this process? You know, there was, there was one lady, Julie Hill. Uh, her story is actually not in the book. So if people buy the book and say, oh, I'm looking forward to reading the story about Julie Hill. Sorry, her story oh, is not in the book. This is the bonus this material. This is a bonus. Bonus not included in the book. Good Maybe thing you for, tuned in today. Yes, that's right. It's the only place you're going to get it. So Julie was in, in school. She was great. She was eloquent. She was a good speaker. She was very intelligent. People said, you would be a good lawyer. You would be a great attorney. You should do that. So she uh-huh. went, to, went to school. She started to be an attorney. She was great. She was successful. She was employed at a law firm in California. And she was making good money and she was doing well. She, she wasn't really excited. She wasn't really happy. Mm. And every once in a while, someone would say, hey, so-and-so's birthday on, on Thursday. Can you, can you make a cake? And she's like, oh, I love making cakes. Let me make a cake. So oh. she should make a cake. And, and then she'd go back to doing all of her law stuff and doing briefs and whatever. And she'd be up until 11 o'clock in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. And she was just sort of struggling, trying to get through. And then someone said, hey, it's so-and-so's you know, birthday coming up. Oh, I'll make a mm-hmm. cake. I'll make a cake. And then she'd you know, stay up making a cake. And then she'd go back to doing law stuff. Well, Eventually, she had a kid, and she stayed home to raise the, you know, to her maternity leave. And then when the time came back, she went back, and she said, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. And it wasn't just because she had a child at home. She just, it was not there. She just didn't have the energy, and she didn't have the the passion to do that. Meaning the legal stuff. Yeah, 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 going back to the legal stuff. And she said, I just can't do it anymore. And so finally, she, she quit. They moved states. Um, and she said, let me, let me try it again. She, she tried to do the law degree again. She tried to go back and have a career again. She had a great degree. I mean, she had a great career. She was making good money, was successful, and mm-hmm. she just didn't enjoy it. She didn't love it. And, and she thought, well, what do I really love? And then she went back and thought, what are the things, when was I most happy? And it was when she was making cakes. Making cakes. Yes. What are the chances of that? I mean, that's such a, how, how can making cakes be a passion? That's such a menial thing. That's just like making cakes. Like and having, she's a lawyer, you know? It's and, like having bright lights in your face and cameras everywhere. Exactly. She finally decided that law was not her passion. Law was not what gave her happiness. And she, Mm. I I don't know if I would have done this, but she walked away from a law career and she now makes cakes. Makes cakes of all things. And she'll now be up till one or two in the morning making a wedding cake for someone, but loves every minute of it as opposed to when she was up till 11 o'clock at night doing legal briefs and she hated every minute. And so even though it's worse hours, even though it's much harder work, she loves it. She's happier. She's more engaged. She's doing what she feels is like sort of her calling in life and she's passionate about it. I think two things happen as we start to identify this. And one of them, you just nailed it. It sustains itself. It drives itself. You don't have to come up with the energy or the gumption to engage at this level because of the passion. But the other thing is that you start to create more value for more people. I'm guessing she was doing more good for people making cakes than she was practicing law. She, she, makes, she makes people's lives. I mean, when people have a wedding cake and she shows up with this, I've seen her cakes and yeah. they're phenomenal. She does a great job and, and it, it transforms an event when she mm-hmm. does that, you know, as opposed to her filling out legal papers or something, which is just a bunch right. of mundane stuff. And it's just, it's just a whole new life for her now. And, and I, I think that's part, of the, that's part of the challenge. I don't know if people are willing to walk away from what they have, to be able to seize that passion. It's so hard. It's so risky. But when you do... What's the risk? What are they afraid of losing? I, I think they're afraid of losing safety, security, uh, comfort. Mm-hmm. There, is, there is risk in, in abandoning that and pursuing something that you really... I mean, she, she, had, she had money. She had a career line. Her, her cakes might have been horrible. Nobody might have wanted to buy her cakes. I don't want to spend the whole time talking about Julie and her cakes. But, but I mean, that's, that's all, all the different people that I've spoken to and, as they've discovered their passions. 
they, they, have to, they have to walk away from something secure and safe and say, I'm going to spend more time on something that's a little riskier, but something that I love. Some, and, yeah. and, and, that, and, and, and the mere fact that they love will make them successful and gives them that power. That's one of the keys to success. And I've interviewed hundreds of people about this, Darren. And that is a common element. You identify your passion. Follow that. And it's it, more likely than anything else is going to lead you into a successful path. And, and I think it's because of those reasons. Yeah. It'll, it will sustain itself. You know how some things you have to just kick your own butt to get out of bed and do it? Yes. And, and it's like pulling teeth to get there, and you can't wait until you're done. Well, how long do you want to be doing that? Yeah. In fact, that's one of the things I tell people when they're trying to discover what is they're passionate about. I say, what are the things that you would jump out of bed in the morning to do? What would you get up three hours early on a Saturday to do? What would you go volunteer time for? I mean, those, those are exactly, that's the opposite of what you were just saying. These things that you have to drag yourself out of bed. These are the things you jump out of bed. You're eager to do. You're excited. Like I can hardly wait to do this. That's, that's a sign that that's what Mm -hmm. you're passionate about. It's like when you fall in love. (laughs) Can we go there? Sure. You know, when you Fall in love. Yes. You have to remind yourself yeah. to think about that loved one. Yeah. It just takes over. It just takes over. It consumes every thought. And this is what we're talking about. It's just this level of passion that really drives people and gets them engaged in a way that it's so different from the passive, just letting life push you around kind of an approach. And, and I want to let people know, I'm not necessarily a fan. If you've got a stable, secure job, and you want to keep that stable, stable, secure job, and you don't want to let go of it to grab the brass ring and pursue your passion, that's fine. I understand that. Everybody has bills to pay. You've got a mortgage, all that kind of stuff. That's fine. But I think it is important for everybody's health and well-being. They need to know what they're passionate about, and they need to regularly engage mm-hmm. in it. Even if it's a Saturday morning for two hours, I mean, you don't have to give up mm-hmm. your your degree as a banker or whatever because you want to grow corn and be a gardener. Keep the banking degree, keep the money rolling in, but do something you're passionate. Plant some corn. Exactly, exactly. Put a seed in the ground. You water it, and you love it. Going, oh, I love this weeding, and look at the corn coming. I'm so excited, or whatever. And then you feel alive from that, and that actually gives you the energy to like, oh, I can go back uh, to going banking today because I grew corn over the weekend, and I'm feeling fired up as a See? result. Yeah, yeah. A little passion goes a long way to help people. I don't know if you've read this, Darren. There's a there's a book out by Chris Crone called The Conscious Creator. I haven't read it. Have you read that? No. Highly recommend it. Chris was on my show a couple of weeks ago. And, and it's all about passion and engaging with your passion. And he had a suggestion in that book that I thought was brilliant. Take the 30-day challenge. I think it was 30 days. Where you find some way to make as much money as possible using your passion in 30 days. Now, what if as much money as possible is a nickel? Yeah. Okay. You awesome. got a nickel. There you go. You got a nickel. But th- that's the idea is taking, okay, here's what I love to do. What if I were to do that more for people who love it? Would there be an economic exchange there? And it's not about money. We're not talking about money. But you're going to spend your time doing something. So let me reiterate the live on purpose disclaimer. <laughs> Please do not quit your job as a result of listening to this podcast today. Uh, We assume no responsibility for those who quit their job as a result of listening to Darren Adams on Live On Purpose Radio. I'm telling you the opposite, really, but okay, go ahead. Right. Yeah. But it could lead to. Yes. 
something like that. And what if you could get involved at a level where you feel driven, passionate, desire every single day? It pulls you out of bed. You get engaged in that process. What would change in your life if you could do that? Yeah. And, and the operative word you said even was change. Because let me also emphasize that your passions change as well. I mean, I, when I first started in TV, oh, yeah. I loved TV. I, I, I was a news hound. I was a news junkie. I couldn't get enough of it. I loved being on TV. I loved the magic. I loved the excitement. It was just the most thrilling thing to, in the world to me. And mm-hmm. after 30 years of that, it's not, it's not, I'm not quite as passionate about that as I, as I used to be. There are some elements about that. It's but, just TV. Yeah, exactly. It was a job. I'll punch my card. I mean, there, there are things I loved about it, but passions sure. change. And, and that's fine to have your passions change. What's wrong is if you don't change with them. Don't, don't keep pursuing passion A if your real passion has changed to passion B. As it changes, then change your pursuit and start pursuing B. You need to be engaged. Discover what you're passionate about and be engaged in doing something about that. Right, and I like that word engagement. In fact, it goes right along with falling in love. See, right? yeah, Eric. <laughs> you can, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how far we want to push that, but, but that that engagement, that connection, that almost consuming desire to be involved with and connected with that. Yeah, I was That's just where we're at. There, there's a there's a little sort of a tool in the book that sort of looks like a like an NCAA bracket, and I. I Tell people to fill out, hey, list eight things you like to do, and this is going to help you find. Because so many people, do you know the number one The passion pyramid. The passion pyramid, exactly. When I ask people what they're passionate about, do you know what the number one answer I get from people when I say, what's your your biggest passion? Hmm. The number one answer is, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what if I've, I've asked, asked you. I've asked, too. I'm thinking, yeah. well, what would I don't be? know. Yeah, I don't that's know. It. Because people don't know. It's like they're teenagers again. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I just got to, I was just talking to some teenagers. And, and the whole point, I was trying to get them to find out what they were passionate about. And they're sitting there like bumps on the logs. And I think so often for, for young people, it's cooler just to sit back and be mellow and chill on whatever. And you got to say, no, it's cool to be passionate. Fire up your life and do something that you're passionate about. <laughs> get them fired up. Absolutely. I think we got somewhere to go with this. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Chris Crone, and thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. I became financially independent, starting from nothing, by the age of 26. My purpose is to financially liberate the captive. Are you searching for a realistic, proven system in real estate? to create enough residual income to retire or fund your dreams, I invite you to learn about a passive turnkey proven system and approach to real estate where my team of 200 experts can do all the heavy lifting to create the freedom you're searching for. Visit www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com to get a free copy of my book, The Straight Path to Real Estate Wealth. Just enter the code free at www.liveonpurpose.strongbrook.com. Thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. 
please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com The first responsibility of a leader is to define reality. The last is to say thank you. In between, the leader is a servant. Max Dupree I was just thinking about our bumper music. I get Darren Adams in here. So, <laughs> then we play. I know. I thought was like a subtle hint. Like, hey, can you calm down, Darren? <laughs> Let's play a lullaby. Let's like try to put Darren to sleep here, you know? Well, we got we to gotta show about passion today. <laughs> passion. Get fired up, people. I remember someone even told me, they said, you should be speaking something that, that you truly believe in. That you, what you believe, your real life and your message should be congruent. I'm thinking, I have no problem there because I am, I am certainly passionate when I talk about being passionate. That is true. And I've heard you speak a couple of times about that. It's consistent. So there's your feedback. Okay, good. Glad I'm not incongruent there. <laughs> we were getting on, uh, off on teenagers for a minute because sometimes, and I was, I was kind of joking about that. I mean, teenagers are brilliant. I, I think that there are so many fantastic resources locked in the brains of people between the ages of 13 and 20. There, uh, there's the problem. They're locked in there. You know, we, we have a hard time getting them out of there. <laughs> right. And so you ask them something, their favorite answer is, I don't know. Yeah. And don't even articulate it sometimes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And because that's what they think is cool. That's these people I was just talking to, these youth. That's what they always they think. They come in like they're in a class, and where do they sit? Back row. Back row. Yeah. And they even sit in those chairs. They like kick the legs back so they can recline against the back wall. They're, they want to be cool. They want to be safe. They don't want to extend themselves. They wanna, don't want to be engaged in anything. And so they just. That to them, that to them is cool. That to them is like success. When exactly, it's the opposite of that. Success is finding something that you love and doing it. I was in a, in a class yeah. once and this woman, I was talking about, hey, your families can be happier. Your families can be more successful if you can engage everybody in, in something they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And this woman raised her hand and she said, what happens if you have uh, a 25-year-old son who doesn't think he's passionate about anything? And like my heart broke for her because all of a sudden I could picture, here's this poor woman with... I, I don't know. I'm picturing a 25-year-old son sitting in the basement playing video games all day long. You know, right. can't hold down a job, not interested in anything, not doing anything. And, and that's part of the problem. It's a little bit hard at that point when they're 25, playing video games all day long, trapped in a basement to get them to be passionate. You got to start early. You got to help them say, here are some things that you love. Here are things you're passionate about. Let's foster those. Let's go. Let's, let's do something along those lines. Well, even when you say help them be passionate... I think everybody's got that passion in there somewhere, but we tend to shoot it between the eyes sometimes. <laughs> you know, like you shouldn't be passionate about that. Yeah. Or, or that's not going to create anything productive. So we tend to beat it down a little bit, but, but giving maybe some direction to it instead and pulling it out in a way that, that says, yes, there is some value to this. Let's roll with it. I, ha- I had a client who was, I don't know, 17, 18 years old, the only thing he was passionate about was snowboarding. <laughs> okay, can you relate to this yes, at all? Yes, Snowboarding. And his mom was like, no, uh-uh. <laughs> you got to do something productive. He, he didn't really feel it for anything else. It was interesting to watch this kid light up as I started to talk to him seriously about snowboarding. Yeah. 
let's go there. Let's discuss that. What do you like about it? What you know? And we got engaged in that kind of a conversation. He ended up within a few weeks of that getting a job on a snowboard, which blew his mom away. Is that like the perfect dream or what? You know? I know. But what happens if he doesn't follow that? Yeah. You know what's the alternative? And that's why I think we have a lot of people just just zoning their brains out on video games or whatever. Some people are passionate about video games. And, and if they are, and if they really love that, I mean, within, within reason, whatever, moderation, you can, you can do that. But most people do it as a default. They have, they have nothing else, right. and so that's just like mindless, fill my brain and fill my time with this kind of stuff. And, and I think sometimes, as, as you're talking about this kid, if you can find something a kid is passionate about, you can get that kid to do almost anything. Another story, and not in the book. I have 8 billion stories in the book, and I'm only telling stories that aren't in the book. What's, ah, the, what's the story with that? I don't more know. bonus material. Yeah. Get the book, folks. You can get the others there. <laughs> so my daughter uh, was on a medication. It caused her some kind of blood level thing to go really uh, high, fat in her, fat cells in her, in her blood, whatever. And so they said, we've got we to gotta test her blood. She's got to be on this really strict diet. And, and here she's like 13, and all of a sudden, you, know, you can't have any sugar, you can't have any white bread, you can't, which was a big shock for her and she was so depressed and she was so upset and i'm thinking how can i get her to adopt this thing i've got to somehow find get a way to get her to get invested in this and and get on board with this and then i thought well what do i talk about i talk about passions what is she passionate about and so i i thought she's passionate more than anything she loves disneyland she loves disneyland all things disney (laughs) so i got online i found some recipes for disneyland food that was all health conscious stuff and i like showed her all these pictures i said i said which one of these would you most want to make for dinner tomorrow? And, and all of a sudden, for the first time, she started smiling. She started getting excited, and she got in. She's like, that's the one. That's what I want to make Flo's veggie tater bake or whatever it was from Cars Land and whatever. Yeah. But she loved it. And then we made it for dinner the next night, and she was like totally buying into her new diet and her new plan because it had, it had latched on to Disneyland. Somehow, what she didn't like was being overridden by what she was truly passionate about, and that mm-hmm. helped her overcome some of the hard things in life. Yeah. So you're not a psychologist, you're, but you play one on TV. <laughs> That's <sometimes>. about it. <laughs> what would you suggest? Let's say that we've got listeners who are sitting there thinking, I don't know, I don't know. Where do they start? Yeah. How do well, they find it? Well, I think one of the things I mentioned, we mentioned the passion pyramid in the book. I tell people, mm. list eight things. You can think of eight things that you like to do. And if you can't, well, then maybe you have some problems. But, you know, traveling or reading or gardening or running or jogging or basketball. I mean, there are a billion things you can choose from. Eight activities. Pick eight activities that you like, that you don't, don't mind doing. That you like. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You list them in this little, this little bracket kind of thing, like an NCAA March Madness bracket, yeah. pyramid thing. And, and you say, which one do I like between one and two and three and four? And, five? and then which one do I like between two and seven? Oh, so you're and, playing them off. Yeah. So eventually you come up with, of all of these, even though I don't think I have any passions, I really sort of... I sort of like going for walks in the mountains. Yes, or whatever the others. I like shopping. I like I like reading. So you come up with something that you like, Mm -hmm. then start doing it. Then then half an hour on Saturday, plant some corn. Exactly, plant the corn and see if you don't feel better from doing it. And if you do. Then go back and r- rinse and repeat kind of a thing, you know? <laughs> it's like do more of what works and <laughs> yeah. less of what doesn't. Hello, how hard is this, you know? And if you really enjoy it, maybe do a little more of that, you know, a bigger chunk than a half hour. Yes. And if you hate it, go back. Maybe pick something else on the list. What else would you rather do instead of that? But find something that makes you feel a little more excited, a little more alive, gives you butterflies in your stomach, that makes you get out of bed in the morning, something you'd, you'd want to volunteer to teach a class on or something. Something that 
and, and, and when you're engaged in passions, you physically change. You, your, 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 your hormones change and your body mm-hmm. changes and the chemicals change and you feel that better. That is true. See, and see if that doesn't actually happen when you're doing planting the corn or doing whatever it is that you're, that you're engaged right. in. Yeah. Now, there are some common excuses people come up with as to why they don't do this. Are there any that would hold any water with you? No. If you don't have time... All I'm asking is maybe like a half hour once a week. Half hour once a week and see if that... You don't have to do it 24-7. You don't have to devote, you know, quit your job. Who cares about that? If, if you don't have money, there are ways that you can somehow engage without money. Even if it's nothing more than... Maybe you love skiing, but it's too expensive. Get a movie from the library about skiing. You know, YouTube. Write us... Yeah, exactly. You watch YouTube videos, whatever it might be. Even though you might think that's mindless, it, it's, it's stuff that's allowing you to engage. And so, you will have yes. the benefits. Thank you. And so time and money were the top two, as far as the ones in my mind right. about the excuses that people come right. up with. Here's why we can't do it. But you're even saying, okay, how about instead of pining away that you don't have a passion, you spend that half hour instead doing the thing that won your tournament playoff? Yes. And, and even if you might not discover it's maybe I don't really love it that much, I guarantee it's That's better fine. off than half hour of pining that you don't have passions because at least you're doing something you like. So do something and you'll, you'll discover that you'll physically change, that people around you will change. You'll be able to, there's great motivation. There's that, one story that's in the book, this woman who came on the show and it was going to be a segment on TV that was going to be horrible and we were just bracing for the worst segment ever. And, mm. and she somehow pulled out, she was talking about turtlenecks. The turtlenecks, the turtlenecks. I remember yeah. the turtleneck story. She pulls out these turtlenecks and she is so passionate about these turtlenecks. We thought it was going to be the worst segment ever. And we all were moved and motivated. We all wanted to buy turtlenecks. There's, there's something about it. When you are passionate, you change other people. You change yourself, but you also change other people. Other people will buy into what you're selling or they'll buy what you're selling if you want to do it that way too. But mm-hmm. you motivate yourself and motivate others. Right. Who was it, Darren? Do you remember who, who it was that was... He was being questioned. It was like Martin Luther, I think. And they're they questioning about how do you get these people to do, to move, to, to feel? He said, I just light myself on fire and they come to watch me burn. <laughs> and that's the image that came to yes. my mind just now. It's a compelling thing to people to see someone who is lit up by passion. And passion is so contagious. If you're around someone who's passionate about something, you like to be around them. You like to see what they're doing. You like to, to you want to take part in it. I, I used mm-hmm. to, I, I did these little mini musical shows and every, every time mm-hmm. I won and they're like a little competition kind of thing, I always like to win. And so I always <laughs> discovered that the key, there had to be an explosion. There had to be some big explosion on stage. I didn't know how to do the, po- the explosions. I didn't have the first clue. You're not I, into pyrotechnics. Yeah, I didn't, but I knew I wanted it. So I'd find someone and say, can you make this explosion for me on stage? And they're like, uh, I don't know how to do that. I said, well, see if you can, because I really need this to be fantastic. And, and so then they'd go on their way trying to find an explosion. And one time this, because I've asked several people, and they all come up with the explosions. This one husband was talking to his wife. That wife was talking to my wife. And she said, oh, so-and-so hates you for asking me to do that explosion. I said, why? She's, he doesn't know how to do it. He's, he's laying awake at night, still struggling with that. Well, why didn't he just tell me he couldn't do the explosion? She said, he couldn't. There was something about it. He just couldn't say no to it. And he couldn't say no to you in the explosion. So he had to say yes, even though he didn't know how and didn't want to. And I thought, I felt so horrible. Then I realized, it's the passion. You can't say no to the passion. If someone's passionate about something, <laughs> like, yes, I'll do that. I'll get on board. I want to be part of that. You find yourself signing up for the next <laughs> multi-level thing. Yeah, that's right. They were so passionate. I'll, sure, I'll I'll sell candles, I'll get lotion, whatever, I'll do it. 
The most successful multi-level marketer people are people who are passionate. Absolutely. You know? That's what brought it to mind. And I've interviewed several of them on the show. Yeah. They can sell a whole tanker truck full of juice <laughs> because of their passion. Yeah. And it's, it's an amazing, infectious thing. So, you know what? It's not even about the product. It's about the value that comes as you add the passion to the equation. And it adds value for you personally. It adds value for everyone else that you're trying to serve. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. And, and you, you change them. You change you. You become, a, you become a valuable commodity. Your passion can be, literally can be a commodity that, that adds value to well, things. Well, it has been for you. That's how you've made a living on TV. <laughs> that's, that's right. You know? And, and for many of the people that I've interviewed and talked to, the ones who are successful, as I've discovered, sort of part of the whole message of the whole book, the ones who are successful on TV are the ones who are passionate about something and, right. and can make that passion come across. And they're pursuing their passion and, mm-hmm. and other people want to be part of that and want to take part. So, Darren, we've got about a minute left to, to wrap up. I want to make sure that people are aware of and have access to your book. It's called Lights, Camera, Passion by Darren Adams, spelled D-A-R-I-N. And Adams, just like the Adams family. No, actually, they're with two Ds. Oh, they are. Yeah. Never mind that. So like the President John Adams and John Quincy Adams, like that Like Adams. the more common spelling yes, of Adams. Yes, exactly. Not the Adams family. Darren, D-A-R-I-N, but Adams is common. A-D-A-M-S. So Lights, Camera, Passion, Darren Adams. Where's the best place to get this book, you know, Darren? The best place really is on Amazon. Amazon, you, beautiful. You can go to, you can go to my website, website, which is Darren Speaks. Dot com, D-A-R-I-N. Okay. You can go there and you can order it, but it really is easier and better and even cheaper on Amazon. Just go there and, and order it that way. It's available as, as a regular book that you can hold in your hands and also an e-book that you can, you can load onto your e-reader Perfect. if you want that way too. Perfect. Those are harder to sign. But a, a little bit trickier, you know? But I'll yeah. sign your iPod. If, iPad, if you got it, I'll get a mark, marker out. There you out go, a little Sharpie on the back cover yeah, right there. Yeah. Beautiful. And that website, DarrenSpeaks.com, because yes. you are available also for events, for speaking, for MC work, whatever uh, television show you might need to have Darren <laughs> I love going and helping people, organizations, groups, associations, having a convention or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes they just are a little bit run down and they want a little boost of energy and excitement. I love going there, helping them get fired up, discovering what is they're passionate about so they can be more successful in their pursuits and associations. So you can contact me through the website. Get too. a little passion on board. Would that help your group? Oh, oh I, yeah. I, I can feel it already. Oh, yeah. Well, Darren, thank you so much for joining us here today. Any last words for our listeners? Just just discover what you're passionate about and engage it. Give yourself permission. It's, you owe it to yourself to be passionate and live a passionate life. You'll be grateful for it. Light yourself on fire. Live on purpose.